I missed one name here. Mm -hmm. And James, son of Alphaeus, and Thaddeus, and Simeon the Canaanite, and Vincent the Downwager. <laughs> Don't worry, when we're going to reverse this, this lesson again, my name will appear there. I don't know about you. Okay? Yeah. Jesus gave them. He gave them authority to cast out demons. He gave them something that authorized them to communicate, command to evil spirits. There is no reason whatsoever for anybody who says he's a child of God to be scared of evil spirits, no matter how hideous they might appear. He gave you something. He gave you something. Anything as to the devil Evil dreams, poison, witchcraft, secret societies and different type of diabolical organizations have no iota of power over you. Even your dream, they cannot. They cannot and they will not. But your fear gives them the power to come in. Your fear. And what is fear? Fear is faith in the power of the enemy. It's the same faith to God. Christ is asking you, instead of you offering that faith to the devil, why not give me that faith? Have confidence in me. He gave them power. Luke translation says he gave them power against. It's not a power to negotiate. It's not a power to beg. It's not a power to befriend. It's not a power to fear. It's power against. You have it. Exercise it. Against everything that is diabolical. Anywhere you see them, you have power over them. And how do you exercise it? In the name of Jesus. Not through Christ our Lord. When we are talking to God the Father, we can talk to him through Christ our Lord. But when you are talking to forces, you engage the power of heaven by the name of Jesus. That name is both an office and is a person. As an office, it's an instrument. Now, glory to Jesus. The Lord was teaching me something on this some time ago in the past. I didn't, I didn't get it, you know. I kept, I felt that just call the name, this was not happening. No, the Lord said there, there must be a revelation you must have with regards to the, the power of the name. I said, what is it again? He said, first of all, when you were born again, when you were born again, when you believed, the gospel of Christ and then submitted to the lordship of Jesus because that's the reason for being born again. When you're being born again, 
when you are baptized, you yield to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. That means you have now subscribed to the government of Jesus. Because Abinicio, by nature, by Conadam sin, you were born into the government of, of the devil and his cause. So we share in the satanic nature, which is the rebellion. But when we confess the lordship of Jesus, we were now catapulted from the realms of the government of Satan into the government of Jesus. So government has changed hands. When we were born into the government of Jesus, you were born into his person. He became your God. He became your Lord. He became your Savior. He paid a price to bring you from that realm of darkness and bondage and death and destruction into the kingdom of his beloved son where there is redemption and forgiveness of sins forever. By the instrumentality of the blood, you will deliver. Not just He didn't just come and say, come. No, he paid a price because legitimately you offended God and a price must be paid to bring out the consequence of the disobedience. Now he paid a price, a transaction took place, and then he brought you out from that place. That's why you should cherish your salvation beyond measure. Now he becomes the Lord of your life. You have a new master. You have a new king. You have a new head. You are no longer to be subservient to the government of Satan. When Satan comes and makes demands again, you say, no, sorry, I'm under a new government. That's why there's no reason for anything like, ah, I'm weak, and I went back to negotiate with the devil again. You are fooling your salvation. You don't understand what has happened to you. So, when you were now brought into his own reign, the first thing he did was to change your name. That change of name is to give you his own name. Like a woman who is getting married. Once she gets married, what happens? Her name changes. Because she has asked, she has a new Lord now. She's no longer under her parents. She's now under her husband. Your identity changes. Your name changes. So that's why he gives you his name. Anywhere you go, if they harass you again, say, in the name of Jesus, I belong to that kingdom. That becomes your own identity. So when you release that name, not just that, you are just releasing the name, you are calling on all the powers that be in his kingdom to be unleashed to fight for you. Just the way he was able to go to the cross to suffer and pay all the price to that extent, that the same way the entire past of heaven will be unleashed to defend the integrity of your new citizenship. And the devil cannot contend with the fullness of the power of, of heaven. He was conquered there. So when you mention that name here again, this realm again, you are repeating the defeat that he incurred from heaven. The Father, the Father gave me a name that's above every name. That by the name of Jesus, every name must bow in heaven of things on earth and of things under the earth. Now, where many Christians are having issues is because they have not yet even understood the integrity of their salvation. So, they bastardize it by compromising the standard of the new kingdom where they are. And they become what? Sin conscious. Once you become sin conscious and guilt conscious, 
you have already told the enemy that you are a compromiser. That you don't even know what has happened to you. You now give him the audacity to come and then put his weight on you and then dissipate your faith. So you are not mentioning the name with confidence, knowing who you are. You are not mentioning the name out of fear. Jesus, Jesus. You, you can see the, the level of intimidation and fear that grips your heart. And then sometimes when you call it from that realm, you are a disappointment to the kingdom. And the kingdom will not be there to stand for you. But when you call it, when you invoke that name, with all the ingredients of the kingdom, knowing your status, immediately the kingdom sees your heart. There's a connection between you and the headquarters. It takes response immediately. Paul has said, do and say whatever I want to do in the name of Jesus. They went out. They said, people, in the name of Jesus, demons were just running. They said, wow, Jesus, this is great. They said, yes, do not rejoice because demons say, obey you. But rejoice because by virtue of this, your names are already written in heaven. It's a sign that you have you have finally been catapulted to a new kingdom. You are operating from there right now, no longer from here. Amen. Amen. So if you mess up the integrity of your salvation by yielding to the, the demands of the government of the flesh and of this world, you dent and implicate yourself. You are a rebel in that kingdom. That's what the Bible says. The scepter of righteousness is a scepter of that kingdom where we belong. Righteousness. Righteous thinking. Righteous words. Righteous. You have to choose your life. You, have to, you know the way you make food? That's how you make your life every day in this evil and corrupt generation. That's how you wear power. The more you yield to the government of heaven, by the day by day by day choice you make, you are gaining the ascendancy in the realm of the spirit. Your consciousness and authority increases. Your quality of your obedience to that kingdom increases your authority. But if you're a rebel, if you violate the operations and the laws of the kingdom, and then you come to the devil and say, Go away, you say, Ah, Paul, I know. Jesus, I know. They have obeyed. But who are you? Seven sons of Sceva. And one demon in one person. They beat seven persons. Black and blue. You have that authority. Jealously guard your authority. And refuse to yield to the demands that is corrupting in this system. When you yield yourself for unforgiveness, when you yield yourself to lust, loss of the flesh, loss of this world, all the attractions in this world that keeps you know, building nonsense in your heart, anything that comes, you yield to it. When you yield to spiritual slot, laziness in the spirit, lack of prayer, lack of knowledge of the word of God, when you yield yourself to the distractions, all that you are conscious of is the distractions. What is on television? What they are seeing in Abuja? What happened in Lagos? That's all that fills your mind. Your mind is not meditating on the word of God. You cannot pick the things of heaven. You can't even see the glory you are enjoying as a Christian. How can you dare come and tell the devil get out? He will tell you to go away. You are in the same water with him. 
finally, the first reading helps us understand that Jesus is the final revelation of the love of God made manifest. That before Jesus came, God had entered covenant with a lot of people from Abraham to Moses to David and all, all, of, all of them. But something happened. He said, but they could not keep their own side of the covenant. They did not continue in my covenant. And so I pay no heed to them, says the Lord. This is the covenant I made with the house of Israel after those days, says the Lord. Now, there's a new covenant. In that new covenant, he said, I will put my laws no longer in a tablet of stone. I will write them in their hearts. And they will have the willingness with my spirit to obey me. That's why John was saying that whoever is born of God does not sin. But you know, the devil has lied to us so much and has convinced us that it's possible not to be in this world and unseen. And so, we now operate from that premise. We don't press in hard. We don't press in to cross that boundary where we can come into perfect sanctification of the mind, perfect sanctification of the heart, perfect sanctification of the body. And the Holy Spirit will, re- will retrain your body, will de-radicalize your body, and your body will grow in holiness until you reach that point where you have crossed the crescendo, where flesh cannot demand anything from you any longer. It's possible. But are you ready to press in? Are you ready to allow the Holy Spirit to de-radicalize you? Because you'll be radicalized with all this. That's why you see everything, we go back to it. Paul was saying, oh, who can take away this stone from my flesh? He prayed for three days. Go say, my grace is, is, is enough. Stop looking at the flesh. Look at the grace. Then at one point, when Paul started growing, one day he said, ha, I can do all things through Christ that gives me strength. Paul now began to understand the new technology of the hidden man of Christ in him, the inner man, the hidden man, Christ in me, the hope of glory. He began to notice that Christ was resident in him. He could hear his voice. God started coming. He started seeing more things. He started seeing himself in the spirit. And so that he was powerful. This is what you are. This is what the word of God is bringing to us to understand that we did. God has put so much in us. Let your light shine. You are the one to make your light shine. Not God. By your decision, by your pressing in. By your maintaining the status quo of the kingdom. Yes, you are born into him now. The devil will start to distract you. Tell him you should be not distracting him with your new life. Let him be seeing you. Hey, you mean you have you have gone, you are going. He'll be watching you, you are going, you are going. He will try to stop you. You, are, you keep moving. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher. He has started it, allow him to finish it. He's the finisher of your faith. He wants you to be perfected here before you move around. He says he's come for a church without spots, without wrinkle, through the washing of the water, by the word of God. He can't take anything that has spots. Allow him. Allow him. Call down so much distraction. Too much engagement. Too much engagement. There and there and there and there. I need to do this. I need to be there. And you run from pillar to post. Every day, run yourself out. Come into rest. Can you only say, Lord, I'm tired. I'm tired of, please be God in my life. I'm tired of being God of myself. And watch the scenario taking a new vista. The spirit will enable. 
Because on your own, you can do nothing. If you want to keep toiling and hustling and thinking you can make it yourself, you will drain your energy and destroy yourself. Come to me, all of you who labor and have a burden. I will give you rest. That you are looking for cannot come from the society. I will be the one to give you rest. Take my yoke and learn from me. From what? From meek and humble of heart. And you have rest for your souls. Please, come and get to help us. Let us give him that part of us that is so stubborn. That part of us that is so nasty. Give it to him and say, enough is enough. And then the glory will overflow. God bless us in the house through Christ our Lord.